0: Hello! Welcome to Raw Japan, episode 28. This is Brandon Chin, broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today we're going to speak about gratitude, because I'm thankful. This is story number four. And basically, I'm doing a little series about the little stories and memories I had in Japan that really made my trip worth it. And the people that I met, the experiences that I had, I want to share with you today. So... Story number four... Is about Kyoto so I spent some time at this uh, another bed and breakfast out in the countryside in Kyoto it's called Maya. and uh, it's run by a woman that spent some time in the US working and studying and um, she is legitimate Legitimate. Uh, yeah, she speaks English very well. She um, has her head on the her head on her shoulders, feet on the ground. She is very practical, and she just had a baby, uh, maybe a year ago, with uh, her French husband. And I'm very grateful for my time with her. Sayaka-san, uh, and Um, I learned a lot from, uh, spending time with her at her place, seeing her work with her dad. Basically, she, she owns and runs the guest house, but in the beginning for the construction, I believe she did, she and her dad worked together to, to build it. And it's a beautiful place. It's out in the countryside where they have a... A straw roof, uh, wada, it's made of wada, straw, and it keeps the house cold in the summer, or the, the house cool in the summer and warmer in the winter. Although you do have to use a fire to uh, warm up the inside, but it's a very cozy, homey place. Um, and she's just a hard worker, man. She's a hard worker. <laughs> Uh, I could see the dedication every day in and out, even though sometimes she didn't have enough sleep or was just tired uh, from dealing with all of the different aspects of running a business by herself, but also she spent time to volunteer, and we had a conversation actually about how wolfing, which is what this program I use to to stay and work with these people out in the countryside. It's a self-sustainable program where you exchange work for um, food and a place to stay and you learn about the culture. It's supposed to be a cultural exchange. And uh, she spent some time volunteering, I believe, out in Africa. I forget which country she spent time in, but uh, it was was health-related. And this, we had a conversation about true volunteerism, where you actually don't receive anything for what you're doing. And you have to pay everything out of pocket, um, and you're just you're volunteering your time, your effort, and your skills. And I think she did something with logistics. But um, it was interesting because at the time I was kind of defensive because I thought woofing was, you know, it's true volunteering, self-sustainable, environmental stuff. But looking back, and even after that moment, shortly after that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I am. I'm receiving um, food, my meals, and my room and board are taken care of. And if that wasn't the case, would I be here volunteering my time? And it's a good question because um, a lot of people, like I mentioned in the previous episode, a lot of people use woofing or work away to just try, like, just to... Have fun, to party. And um, I experienced that in South Korea as well. And although I was using it to experience the culture and learn the language in Japan, I can't say that I would have done it if I had to have paid. I mean, you do pay for the membership, but to have paid, if you were to have paid for your Meals and a room and board. Would you have continued to have done the, the volunteering? And I can't say I would have. I don't think I would have. Especially at the time I was a student. Didn't have any money. Um, I, was using, I was using the... I was using loan money. From my school. To go travel. And... Uh, I mean... I think it was a worthy, a worthwhile investment, the fact that I'm living here now and have learned a language and I'm continuing to learn and I've made a lot of different connections and had experiences that have really steered me in the right direction in terms of pursuing my own art, writing my books, etc. And I don't regret it. It was an interesting conversation having that with Sayaka-san, though. At the time, because it changed my perspective... And it really encouraged me to do something in the future where I do something for the community that isn't self-serving, that is literally just doing it and giving it away. And I'm working towards that now here in Fukushima. I think I'll do something like a music. I really want to make this uh, dome house and soundproof it, have people come in and get like sound and art therapy. So it's like they just come in and listen to, the room is like dark or you have like some type of light installation and they're listening to this crazy music or they have, we have different events where it's are listening to crazy music, fucked up your brain, uh, or you go to this crazy art show that you wouldn't get to see elsewhere. And something that you'd see in like Berlin or something. like They don't have that out here in Japan. Very rarely, maybe in Tokyo and Osaka, they'll have, like, some rope-bondage shows with jazz improvised musicians in the background jamming. Like, it sounds odd, but I think those are the uh, events that really start to challenge your perspective in the belief system. And that's not necessarily rope-bondage, but that's the type of stuff I want to do in this dome house. So, Saika-san, thank you for the the inspiration of community contribution without receiving anything and i hope all is well baby and if you want to hear more everyday japanese stories go to brandonchin.net backslash raw type in your email and i'll send you some jokes also we're running a book contest right now all you have to do is type in your email the link that I send you in your inbox, and share, as well as leave a review on this iTunes podcast, an honest review, and we'll you'll be in the running to win Haruki Murakami's new novel, seven hundred pages of ba ba bum bum. I haven't actually read it, but uh, I mean, he has a pretty good stroke of success. I think we can trust that it's going to be okay at the least. And one of my print novels. So I'm going to mail those two to you. And it's the start of a book club that I'm I'm doing, but this is free. The book club will be paid. More about that in your inbox. brandonchinnet backslash raw. Go now. See you.